Welcome to the Parent Life Podcast. This is a weekly resource addressing critical topics for raising children from a Christian perspective. Coming to you from Fruit Cove Baptist Church, I'm Jonathan Wilson, pastor to families and missions. And normally, I would be in this chair, and this guy, Jason Stanlin, would be doing the interviewing. But because of today's topic, we've switched roles, we've switched chairs, and Jason is here to talk to us today about the importance of those middle school years. Mm -hmm. And let me go ahead and say, as a parent of a She's now in high school, but I've been through those middle school years, and sometimes parents want to skip right on through those middle school years <laughs> yeah. because we're not quite sure what to do with that person, that child, that teenager in our home. But Jason, you say that you have a different opinion. Why do you say the middle school age is an opportunity? Yeah, so uh, as the middle school pastor, you face this either from parents or volunteers, and they're all like, oh, bless you that you work with middle school students. Uh, they're like, you must have a lot of fun or things are just super crazy for you. And um, they are true. Uh, the middle school years are definitely uh, some of the more challenging years, but there are some amazing opportunities that come with that. Partly just because of how they're growing, how they're developing, um, how they're maturing both physically and also mentally. Um, so one of the big things that happens when puberty kicks in is a student begins to think in abstract thoughts, uh, where primarily in elementary years, they're thinking through their concrete thoughts. Everything's very concrete, very literal. But once they move into the middle school years, they're beginning to think in abstract thoughts. So just in the range of emotions. Think of it like a Crayola crayon box. Like you can get the little eight pack that you give your kid for kindergarten. It's got eight colors in there. Well, think now all of a sudden they have the 64 pack or the 256 pack and they don't really know what to do with all of these colors. So when you're trying to say things like, how do you feel right now? They're trying to use all hundred, you know, 256, but at the same time, they only have verbiage or terminology for maybe about eight. And so when you watch them, they're growing at such a rapid amount, uh, just such a rapid pace. But the thing is you have to be able to look for it because of that abstraction. So. Uh, David Thomas, who's a developmental theorist, says that these are actually the second set of formative years for a child. So just like when they're a baby and you, say, leave for a week on a conference or something, you come back and it's like, oh my goodness, look at how much she's grown or he's grown. In the same way, that's actually true for your middle schooler, but they do it in abstractions. They do it in, um, in ways that aren't as clearly seen or as visible. So... When you're doing that, you get to watch all these things, and they're all amazing opportunities that you can have really open-ended conversations and stuff with that. And, and in, in a way, it's a lot of fun because you're literally watching them grow up in front of your eyes every day because that's the rate that it comes. So. I like that 64-pack illustration. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's very good. It makes me want to go buy a pack of crayons too. But, uh, so a lot is happening physically with our kids once mm -hmm. they're in the middle school years. But you would also say there's some spiritual transformation, there's some spiritual opportunities for parents. Yeah, so because of the increased abstract thought, um, you've got to think that spiritually for our kids, that's abstractions. Relating to God, prayer, worshiping in the corporate worship on Sunday morning, that's all done in abstraction. Um, yes, they did it as a child concretely, like maybe they studied the stories or things like that, but now they're beginning to identify with it. Now they're beginning to take those abstractions and relate to God in an abstract manner. 
So one of the things that happens in the developmental process is called myelinization. In myelinization, puberty hits and the body literally develops millions of neurons in the, in the brain. And then over the course of the next few years, generally concluding somewhere around 13, 14, depending on your child and their developmental progress, they then winnow through those and they will bundle. So if you had, say, a million, they'll go down to, say, only a couple hundred out of that million, more than that, you know, granted, but then out of that, they put a sheathing over it and it becomes like a super highway. So it's the sort of kind of concept of if you do the same thing repetitiously, it becomes muscle memory for you. It's the same concept. Well, for a student, if you focus in on Bible study during those years, those are the things that will last forever with them because you use that process for their development so that it always sticks with them. That's why it says, you know, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it because you literally hardwired it into their minds. In the same way, things like habits like prayer, you know, teaching your child to have a regular prayer life at night. This is like, don't, don't stop once they finish elementary school. Really, you should be ramping up to more intense, more um, thoughtful, meaningful prayer times at night because again, that's going to solidify and that's going to create pathways where they're naturally going to find themselves inclined to go towards God because you develop those habits that now solidify in their middle school years. So doing things like that, um, Bible study, fellowship with other believers, uh, that's a huge one because, you know, a lot of times the youth ministry of a church is like the, the, I call it the stepchild ministry that's out back where they can be as loud as they want, but you don't have to worry about it. Um, instead, they need to become part of the church so that when they graduate, they become adults, they go off to college, they walk into a church and they say, these are my people. Versus you don't want them constantly going from church to church to church looking for my people, a, a program that fits my needs so I can be a consumer Christian. You want them to develop those kind of habits. So again, during middle school, putting them in situations where they're interacting cross-generationally. Again, you're solidifying, creating habits, uh, using their development to your advantage to set spiritual habits that will last, you know, a lifetime. And so we try to do that as a ministry, but more importantly, we try to help parents do that at home. Uh, because again, like, you know, they hang out with us for a few hours. But the amount of time they hang out with their parents is, you know, almost infinitely more than what they spend with us. So, so things like, you know, parent resources, articles, things like that, where we try to encourage parents on how to develop those habits in home. Jason, that's good stuff, man. That goes right along with our, our thinking uh, on our team that we want to partner yeah. with parents, you know, mm -hmm. as they disciple their children. They are the primary disciplers of their children. You are the primary disciplers of your children. And uh, we want to partner with you in that task. So, Jason, thanks for being here and sharing your passion uh, about middle school mm -hmm. students and families and ministry. Uh, you guys are a blessing to our church, and, and we're glad you're here. And thank you for listening. We hope this has been an encouragement and a challenge to you as you've listened to some key opportunities in those middle school years. And take it from a parent who has a high school student. Those middle school years will go just like that. So don't let them pass by without being intentional to pour into them and love them to Jesus as Jesus would love them. So a couple of things as we close, I would encourage you to share this podcast with any parents of middle school students that you know of, friends, family members, neighbors, 
Also, if you have not subscribed to this podcast channel yet, do so so that you can get weekly updates as we uh, make posts and additions to this podcast. If you want some more information about our ministries, always go to fruitcove.com. And if there's a topic that you would love to hear us talk about on a future edition, you can email us at parentlife at fruitcove.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.